Hi, and welcome this week to Invisible Not Broken. This week, we are going to be talking about what it's like to search for a diagnosis and what it's like when all of your medical tests come back with, no, you're fine, and you really don't feel fine. Um, we also cover some really amazing things about what it means to not have a diagnosis. And if you don't have a diagnosis, you also don't have a protocol. So listen all the way through to find out some of the things that you might not have considered about not having a diagnosis, like also not having the support system of a network of people who are dealing with what you're dealing with. Um, keep listening through and you will hear why so many of us watch all of the medical shows. I know for myself, when I was trying to find a diagnosis, I watched everything, Dr. House, all of it. And we do talk about like almost watching TV just to find out if someone's symptoms line up with what you have to give you a clue of what your diagnosis might be. And she brings up such a great point about anxiety and listen for that because a lot of times people are written off if they have something like anxiety, but she makes such a great point about she knows what her baseline is. So if she has more anxiety or it feels different than anxiety, she really does know her body and that baseline. And if you just listen all the way through to the end, some of my favorite things are at the very end. And we talk a lot about what people can do when you find out that someone in your life or your community is sick. And she worked for an incredible school district that really came together when three people had ongoing issues. So listen through if you want to do more than the I'm thinking about you. If you want to know what the next step is beyond thinking about someone and thinking kind, wonderful thoughts, if you want to move into action, there's a really great action plan in there. So I hope you enjoy. Um, please forgive me. I did notice as I re-listened to this episode how manic I sounded um, we had been going through a lot that week, so my apologies if I sound a little more manic than usual, but I'm really hoping you all will forgive me. I hope you enjoy. Okay. So you're just going to tell us your name and what your symptoms are because we don't have a diagnosis for you yet. Uh, my name is Annie Harney. I am from outside of Boston. Um, I grew up in Melrose and I live in Wilmington now. Um, so I don't have a diagnosis yet. I'm also, I'm going to try not to cough a lot. <laughs> yeah, we're in the really middle of flu season for anyone listening. What? For anyone listening, we're in the middle of flu season out here. It's Everyone's coughing. Yeah, so I, I feel like that would be irritating for someone. We will try <laughs> not them. to cough. Yeah. Um, so I my symptoms kind of vary depending on time of year or what's flared at what time I think it all kind of started when it's hard to say when it all started because I feel like I keep learning more things that aren't normal that I thought were normal isn't that interesting does that make sense like oh my god when I found out that I had Ehlers-Danlos I like started researching all the different like weird weird things that made me feel like I was an alien and it's like oh no your teeth can shift around oh that's a thing that's part of it like you start realizing that you've been like experiencing crazy stuff you're like okay so my body's just alien but no it's part of a complicated group of yeah. symptoms but like you also just like think like I don't know. It's always been this way. Yeah. So I figure everyone else experiences this as well. Well, people aren't very good at talking about like serious stuff and like discussing what's going on with their bodies. So it's easy to just kind of go, oh, I guess that's a thing that maybe. Yeah. But even just like certain things like, um, so like I have, I've always had super bad environmental allergies. Okay. Um, so that is like that. Sa okay, allergies. People deal with allergies. It's not like a huge, huge deal. But like rhinitis, it's kind of like, um, I didn't even know. I don't even think I knew I had it because I think I always had it and I didn't know it was weird. It's like inflammation in your nose. So it's kind of like you feel like you're stuffed up, but like there's no actual congestion. It's just like Ugh. dry feeling kind of like when you're like, if you're at a hotel for a while and like from the heat and stuff like I that guess. kind of stuff. <laughs> Have you ever had, like, a lot of people, like, I eat, had it constantly, um, but everyone's like, oh, I hate when that happens. I'm like, wait, you have, like, times without that? <laughs> oh, like, but, so you're like that all the time? I used to be, yeah. Wow, okay. And that's called, it, like, it wasn't that irritating. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't, but to some extent, I always somewhat felt it, like, and I do now unless I take an allergy pill. That sounds um, distracting, like... Well, oh, that's not even the worst of it. I, um, so that's where it all 
started was with my sinuses and my respiratory system. I, um, started so, oh, so I'm trying to think what happened first. (laughs) Um, definitely allergies. And then I think my allergies subsided a little and that's when my lungs started. But looking back, I think it was because the allergies subsided while I was living on Staten Island in New York city for college. Okay. But there's not as many trees. Flowers, oh, okay. Plants. Yeah, you're like, talking to someone very like not familiar with that area. <laughs> like Staten so Island. It, well, it's, know part, it's it. right outside. Of, yeah, you know, yeah, it's part of New York City though, so it's one of the five boroughs. Okay, but there's not oh. a lot of nature out there. So yeah, so New York City is just pretty much city. Wow. Um, so like there were trees, but like it wasn't like here in Boston. Yeah. Where my I grew up and my house was right across the street from woods. So it's a little that that is definitely gonna hit the allergies. And did this affect you in a way that you were going to have trouble getting to school or work? Um, in high school it never I don't think it was really a huge issue. In college the allergies went away. I had some breathing problems, but it wasn't too, too bad. I would just say it just like kind of started in college looking back at it. It didn't prevent me from doing anything. It didn't, it didn't seem abnormal. It just kind of seemed like I had bad luck. With, okay. Like, <laughs> I feel like a lot of this is bad luck that all of us go through. <laughs> like, like, I feel like it just like when it all started, it seemed it was in like 2009 ish. Mm-hmm. And so I was about 20. Um, it was like my end of my sophomore year in college that breathing and that kind of stuff kicked in. I had environmental allergies my whole life, but that's pretty normal. Um, but that's when everything started getting worse. Okay. Was in about 2009. And, but again, not, I need to go see a specialist about this. Just kind of, all right, great. I have allergies. I have this virus and I have this. It wasn't anything super serious. Then over time, I was getting super itchy. Um, the next few years, there were times of year that like I couldn't even, I couldn't sleep. I would have to like put cold like ice on me to like try to numb my arms to go to bed. And it, there, there was no bumps. There was nothing there. And so my primary care doctor put me on prednisone. Oh God. <laughs> which like Whoa. and didn't like didn't really like say much was just like we're gonna restart your uh immune system and I was like okay, okay. I, and like yeah so that was and that was like when I was having trouble breathing and I was super itchy he's like it's your allergies like we just gotta like knock it all out okay so but like didn't really like say much about it didn't warn you about the side effects of prednisone like kind of but not really he's like you're gonna be on it for a very short blast so okay. like but still, I was like, hmm. All right. Any listeners who do not know what we are talking about, please feel free to Google prednisone and what so the pred- side yeah, so <laughs> Whoa. Well, cut to like two days later. Well, he did tell me, he did tell me don't take, I had to take like, I don't, because I've taken it a few different times. I don't remember exactly like the dosage that time, but I think there was one in the morning and one at night. Okay. I think, but like, he was like, don't take it too close to when you go to bed because <laughs> then you won't be able to sleep. Oh, and so man. that, but that was pretty much the only thing. So I was just like, okay, like it's just going to make me wired. Yeah. But I like one morning, I, I just felt like when I slept, I woke up like overworked. Like I felt like my dreams were weird. And like at one point, like my three-year-old self was sitting on my lap, like, like, okay, not now, in real life. Like I was asleep. I, I was asleep. <laughs> I was asleep. I was straight asleep. Like it was just a dream. But like I never remember my dreams or any of that stuff. And I was just like, wow, okay. That is um that's some Lewis Carroll shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> so you how the prednisone did that end up restarting you? Did you get better? It helped a little. It did help a little. Okay. I won't say like it didn't end up. I felt like things helped a little each time I got treated for something, but like it didn't completely fix it. Okay. So it fixed the symptoms for a while. Yeah. Like it was like a bandaid. Got it. Okay. Like, like physical therapy, it's supposed to heal the injury that I had, but it really just kind of like helped it for a short amount of time. Yeah. And then, so like everything that, yeah. So like 
the prednisone worked, but no one gave me any idea as to how to prevent that inflammation from happening again. So the restarting of your system did not stop. Like no one said like, inflammation again. okay, now from now on. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I don't understand about that. Like, okay, like we're just going to wait until like something's absolutely unbearable until we'll figure, we figure this out. Like that's, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, God, yes, um, absolutely. Um, it's it seems like with chronic issues, doctors are. I, I want to start interviewing doctors too because I don't want to keep like bashing on them without knowing their side of stuff. Totally, and I like never, my, from my would, perspective, it's like if you don't know, then hand me up to someone who does. And with my disorder, I'm starting to understand that there's no one who knows. Like, there's or no just like, experts. Like, admit it. Yeah. Instead of just making me feel crazy, that would be great. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah, exactly, exactly. Which I know that's a, a question. Like, like I'll I'll get to that part later. <laughs> no, but I, I hear you because like I drive everyone in my fucking life insane because almost every dislocation, I feel this need to justify it to everyone around me. Like, yes. look, look, see, see, there's actually something right here that you can see and point to that's wrong because I spent so many years being told, well, you look fine. Your you have anxiety. You like, yeah. And if you were dislocating, you'd be screaming. And they never like d- figured out that my pain threshold was different than everyone else's. That's what. Re- yeah. Yes. I drive everyone crazy because I'm like, look, there's a rash. Look, there's look. I finally have something I can point to. I'm so excited. When I got the butterfly rash on my face this summer, I literally was like excited. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess sad. I tested for lupus right after that one. What? You got tested for lupus right after that butterfly yes. rash. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's a fun um, test. Well, that was just like, I, well, they did the blood work, but I had also recently been on steroids, so there it wasn't going to be it. Uh, oh it, no, I understand because they're looking for ANA levels, um, anti nuclear antibodies. Exactly. Yeah, yep. I've had that um, test before. <laughs> yeah, so the steroids can give it a negative read. And you can also get false positives if you're in the middle of an inflammation. Exactly. So it's, that's the problem is that like so many autoimmune disease tests aren't super, super accurate yet. No. And so many autoimmune um, symptoms mimic other disorders very closely. That was the problem with them figuring out if it's lupus was that like they traced eight years of symptoms. Yeah. And okay. Your symptoms we treated very respiratory infection. We treated hip bursitis we treated pleurisy we treated and then they like oh now separately those are just things that people get yeah but all together it adds up to a very scary autoimmune disorder and like it's so hard to find it is and there's certain things like um when they're testing for heart or um i had seizures when i was younger and they're like yeah we can do these tests but you have to have a seizure while you're in the chair at this time and like oh that's because my body always behaves when it's supposed to yeah of course <laughs> why not this should be fun <laughs> yeah that's the that's the thing is that like like when they were doing the celiac um yeah, test like, you've just gone through that test was to okay so i was to told how I was told to cut back on inflammatory foods as much as possible. And that list is long. But like number one is gluten. Number two is dairy. Like those are literally the top two. And those are the ones I cut back on the absolute most. Okay. And feel better after that. I was feeling better. And then they say they want it, but I might like not better as in, bearable okay so does that mean yeah like, i'm gonna like back up for a second because i just am trying to figure out if like i'm trying to feel like i'm your doctor i am not a doctor i don't even play one on tv or on the radio um i'm just trying to figure out like as you're when we're talking about allergies the first allergies we we're discussing were um respiratory and now we're going into the food allergies was this um was this like a full autoimmune reaction to gluten that you were having or was it also an uh, like a gastro like stomachy thing uh, definitely gastro as well. Okay. Like I have a lot of stomachs. So, yeah. Sorry. I've, I feel like, no, I'm no, I will. Cause I'm really good at getting off to, I am brilliant. At Cause I'm off super off. ADHD. We so each other back and forth. Cause this is like, I'm sure like, this is kind of when you go to the doctor and they're like, so tell me what's wrong. And you're like, ah, uh, for how long, <laughs> which yeah. body part are we going? Because autoimmune and chronic is like, hello, head to toe. <laughs> 
Yes, yes. <laughs> so for the gluten, you were experiencing like serious stomach distress. Yeah, so uh, like I didn't find that out. I wasn't told to cut back on the gluten until I had the inflammation between called pleuritis or pleurisy. It was dry. Oh my God. Yes. Would you like to describe what that feels like for the listeners who have never had this joy? Uh, Well, so I I can't say like, so I didn't have any fluid. Okay. Um, They didn't have to drain it or anything. Oh, okay. Excellent. So, (laughs) but it it was called dry pleurisy. Yeah. It's in the chest and it's, it's in the chest and it, um, so it kind of like every time I breathed in, it kind of just felt like, it was like a stabbing pain between like almost like right under my collarbone. Yeah. And like the same place in the back kind of like, I felt like, and the doctor told me it was because when my lung expanded, it was like, like it it was pushing on something. I, but also the doctor, the nurse practitioner, another person, they all had different opinions as to exactly. (laughs) It's amazing how many opinions there are and if you go into the real world and talk to others it's amazing how many people have opinions yeah and they're like well if there was fluid we'd be able to tell and I'm like again like it's like oh you've been doing all the right things so you're like somewhat of a weak positive and I was like okay so what should I do like yeah just give me the how do I make it better (laughs) give me something but like do I need to like okay so should I go smoke a pack of cigarettes come back in here and then we can do this again like I don't understand oh you just reminded me of the 90s so much with that one hello I'm like okay so I'm gonna go for a 10 mile run Mm -hmm. smoke cigarettes and then we can do all these that way Because I'm sick of trying the self care thing and then you guys doing the tests. Because uh, I do think like one second for self care thing just to run down real fast. Like the amount of money that you can spend I, and just like the potions, the extra. Like if you anyone heard our um, Kiris and my last uh, panel discussion on like how much money we spend on just vitamins, and well, none of this has like any like real. I've been basis. doing trying to do so much research like. Is there any, like, cause you know, like if you have like, like if you have type one diabetes, yeah. you automatically qualify, like at least here you automatically qualify for mass health, which then gives you aid to get your insulin. Yeah. And you also have a protocol with a real thing. And that's why I really want to talk to you is I understand like, the frustration of no name is no protocol. Exactly. Like I, that's, that's, what's frustrating is yeah. like because I'm like, okay, so I have to take this iron. Like I have no choice (laughs) right now. Like there's no choice, but like that adds up when they, they're like, okay, get the iron, get the vitamin D. And right now I'm taking 10,000 units of vitamin D. Ah, that's the usual go-to. Yes. (laughs) 10 times what the bottle says to take. That means I'm going to go through it 10 times quicker than a normal person. Preach. I hear you. <laughs> right? Like, I do. no, you're just the first person, I think, to actually, like, point that out, that the oh, supplements. Yeah. No, and I don't think the doctor, like, doctors are doing, I'm guessing most of them are doing their best. And they're like, oh, look, I read about this. Let's try this. But if it's the insurance, it's paying it's all the insurance, it's like it's paying insurance won't cover. Yeah what they're able to sell over the counter because it's going to cost more for insurance to cover it than for you to cover it. Yeah. It's, um, I pay $250 after what my insurance covers for my medicine every month. Oh, I, yeah. I, I don't know exactly how much I did a spreadsheet at one point and I have it. Yeah. They're interesting. Um, that's part of, that's actually, I'll get to that in the life hack thing. Absolutely. But. We will definitely go through that. And one other thing about it too, is the amount, like when you're looking for a diagnosis, it becomes a part-time to a full-time job. Yeah. Like just like where you're just trying to find clues everywhere. And like, I used to watch Dr. House just hoping that one of the patients might show up with something that sounded like what I had and be like, well, especially because he always said it's never lupus. So I'd be like, what is it? Wait a minute. It might be, it might be lupus. What is it then? Oh my God. I forgot about that. It's been ages since I watched that show. I was like, once I got the diagnosis, I stopped watching all of the medical shows, Grace Anatomy, <laughs> House, all of it. I stopped watching once I knew what I had. But yeah, but it's so never lupus, but it could be. I did. I do have to say it does take up a lot of time. I feel like I got at my worst um, this summer. 
I, it was like right, well, at like the last month of school, I'm a school teacher, by the way, I haven't said that on here, have I? No. No, you haven't Um, said that here, but you said it before, and I'm guessing you have children, and you you have have stress in it. Sorry, I should rewind and introduce (laughs) that part. We're going to go, everyone who listens to this podcast knows I'm a Doctor Who freak, so we're just going to go all timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly, just back and forth in time. I... sincerely sorry I'm not do not be sorry this is a wonderful interview and I'm sure there's a lot of people who listen to us who don't have diagnoses and that's why I was so excited to talk to you about this (laughs) I know that's the thing also is that like there's no real um like I can't just say this is what I have (laughs) it's like and you know what else you're missing is you're missing the community because once I had Eller Stainless and I had that diagnosis the community of people with Eller Stainless opened up to me and then exactly. I got support. I got help. I got a whole bunch of people that I could go, this is happening right now. Hospital or am I not dying? And the amount of support you get with the diagnosis with other people who are going through it is huge. And you don't have that if you don't have something to point to. Yeah. And that's, that's lonely. <laughs> yeah. It really does get frustrating. It definitely gets frustrating. I don't want to put words in your mouth. I, when I say it gets lonely, I just meant from my perspective of when I was searching for a diagnosis, it felt so lonely. I was so jealous of my cousin. No, it does. Yeah. My it cousin does. who's interviewed definitely before does. was type one diabetes where I was like, but you have something, you know what it is. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, I totally get that. So, I have to say, I agree with that. I'll probably recognize it more when yeah. I know what I have yeah I feel like because it's kind of like one of those like I don't know what I'm missing no and when you get it you're like how the fuck did I live without this <laughs> like yeah I can't tell you how many times I've gone into the Facebook support group and gone okay so I have a rash that's going straight up through to my chest and my feet are turning blue after a hip dislocation hospital or no <laughs> and you get answers really fast from people who have actually been through exactly that and go okay so you're having a mast cell activation and it sounds like you have a full dislocation get your ass to the hospital before you lose your foot like you get real help yeah. in real time <laughs> Which is good because I usually just ignore these things. That's, yeah, I usually ignore things. You usually go, oh, well, that huge rash, that's nothing. I'm, you know, and then you go to the hospital and you're like, well, this has been going on for five months. And they're like, I'm sorry, what? Like, why weren't you here two days ago? It's like, well, I don't know what's serious. And for those of you listening from other countries, we are in America, or if you go to the hospital, it could be thousands of dollars. So, yeah, you kind of have to choose when your emergencies are and be your own, like, at least baseline healthcare. Yeah, the copay, like, the copay, like my, I, I have to say my insurance right now isn't, it's not perfect, but it's not as bad as it could be. I think. No, I think, I, having, that's it through, the thing. <laughs> I think having it through a job, um, like I said, I'm a teacher, so I have my health insurance through, um, the city of Malden. Um, so I think that cause like growing up, my dad, um, worked for himself. Yeah. So had to buy our health insurance. So like, I know I'm lucky in the aspect that like, it's nothing like that. That is the weird thing about this country, which is like, we are about opportunity unless you want to be a small business owner, in which case buy your in own which insurance. Case you have to be super healthy or you can't do it. No. Well, I had been sick, but I couldn't do anything else. So I'd run my own business when I met my husband and I couldn't get insurance because it was before the ACA. So because I had pre-existing conditions, I could not get health insurance. Oh my God. Yeah. That, that look right there. She's giving me the jaw open. Oh my God. And that is crazy because if you don't go through that, you don't know that how easy those holes are to slip through, but those are some serious holes in our system that got closed up. Thank you, Mr. Obama. But, um, they're slowly getting shipped away now, which is why so many of us are freaking out. (laughs) Yeah. I, um, I was very lucky because when I was in grad school, I, um, I graduated, when I was 26. Um, so I was able to stay on my parents' health insurance. Yeah. Again, ACA until my 26th birthday, which I know like never, like I was lucky. I totally understand that that, that hasn't been the norm in America. Like it's not, but it helped me a ton. And also because the year I was graduating, I still remember sitting in my macro macroeconomics class and, my friend and I had kind of put it off because we didn't want to take it. So 
this was our junior year. So we took it our junior year. She's like, there's no juniors or seniors in this room, right? She's like, because the juniors, oh, the year they graduate, 2011, that's going to be like the worst year in history right now of like graduating oh, to get a good. job. Thank you so much. And me and my friend are like, oh, cool. Great. <laughs> yeah. And like literally the only people that really, not the only, but the majority of the people that got jobs were um, education majors. Yeah. And they got jobs as, um, like in schools, either as teachers or teachers aides and then accounting and finance majors. I felt like those were the major ones. And then everyone was temping and kind of just like piecing it all together. Um, (laughs) that yes, I remember those days. (laughs) So I have to say like, it really, like I needed that to happen because that was going to be difficult. And I, luckily I wasn't too, too sick then. Um, we have listeners all over the world and I always feel like it's important to take a minute to stop and explain when we're like, yeah, we don't go to the hospital when we're sick and people are going, why, why would you go? This is why, this is why we don't go to the hospital. This is why so many of us here are freaking out every time the Cheeto opens his mouth. And <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is the reason we're all scared is it, it is really like a, a question mark of, can you afford to be sick in this country? So I won't keep harping on it because I'm sure Kiros and I will have a panel where I swear and scream and I get my heart right all the way through the roof um but I just always think it's important just to explain to anyone who's living in a country where you can go to the hospital and not end up with a huge bill yeah no I do forget about that yeah Um, it's so interesting I've been learning so much talking to everyone so if I have this correct you ended up with a butterfly rash across your face you had more uh, gastric problems and was that always with eating gluten or did that just suddenly develop Um, so that's another thing. I, um, I think that's another thing that kind of built. um, Okay. I was saying that like you noticed a little bit and then it got unbearable. Well, I think it, uh, for a while I was told it was my anxiety. (laughs) The hysteria defense. I love it. It's a goldie. It's a classic. But the thing is, I'll call a spade a spade. I have, I'm, I'm an anxious person. I have anxiety. I will not deny that. But when I feel like that should give me more mm-hmm. clout when I say it's not anxiety. That should, you should be much more of an expert at that point because you know, you know what, what I mean. Like it shouldn't like. be. It shouldn't be the I'm going to automatically write it off. Is that it should be? Oh, I should listen to her because she knows when she's yeah having anxiety. See, now I know we need to do a panel. I'm not saying that you have a mental illness or a mental disability, but I feel like we need to do a panel about like people who suffer from different mental issues and how they get treated with doctors because I feel like that and weight are the two things that just get you written off. Like Yeah, so anxiety was pretty much blamed for a lot of it. Um the breathing cuz like chest tightness and um like oh you have asthma and you have anxiety, so you know, that's kind of expected. And I feel like a lot of it was just, um, it's your allergies and asthma, which again, I will not deny I have. (laughs) Yes. But there's something like, so I was told I had horrible anxiety and I was, um, I had, I had issues and I didn't have anxiety. What I had was POTS. So my heart rate would just soar like up to 200 and it was just like, well, obviously you're just anxious and can't deal with life, but it ended up that I had this underlying heart condition that would just yeah. soar and just dump adrenaline in my bloodstream. So I was like, mm, not emotionally not anxious. <laughs> so it's, if they don't look for underlying then, issues. And then you convince yourself that's what it is. Like I, I spent 10 years just thinking I wasn't good at life. Well, that's the problem is that I feel like for like, you're telling me I have depression and anxiety. Yeah. And, but then I find out that I'm having stomach problems and inflammation on my kidneys and all over my joints. And okay, wait, so, so you have inflammation around kidneys and joints too? Hmm? You have inflammation around your joints and kidneys? Yes. Wow. Okay. There's like inflammation everywhere. Um, wow. But that's the thing is that like. I feel like I like was like, so like, this is the example I can think of is that like, I would sign up for Sunday spin, like, and I, that would be like my thing. And then all of a sudden, like in my head, from what they were telling me, I was having panic attacks. Mm -hmm. So like, then I'd be 
hard on myself and sign up the next week and like, but like, that's also taking, I know this, like people, if there's anyone that does spin out there, there are some people that are like real intense Uh and there are waiting lists and it gets like real catty sometimes. (laughs) But You guys know I'm exaggerating. I'm totally exaggerating. No, try soul cycle. That is like, Oh, okay. So soul cycle and bloody. Yeah. It's like that divided by a lot, but yeah. Yeah, I forgot that's out in California. I forgot that. Yeah, I forgot you guys have a lot more of that out there. Oh, we have um, entire gyms dedicated just to spinning. Like, yeah, we do too. We do too. But I forgot. Yeah, you guys had <laughs> all like originated there. I feel like, and then it made its way here. Um, We're all to blame here in California for all the craziness that goes. Well, here. I love. I mean, I love it all. But I um. So I like had I known that it was low iron that was like making me weak and lightheaded and all the other things going on I wouldn't have continued to sign up and be mad at myself if I didn't make it because like (laughs) and then someone's mad that you took their spot do you know what I mean like I I feel rude I love spinning I that's like the one thing I do but I do it at home so when I pass out I'm at home (laughs) but I remember going to the thing and having to like walk out three minutes in because I was going to faint (laughs) yeah and it's just like I and I was like I don't understand why I'd be having anxiety like I teach spin I don't understand (laughs) like (laughs) do you know what like it just like I couldn't I couldn't figure it out and I feel like I was trying to track things and nothing was making sense and I was just like I don't know I don't understand um so the stomach issue again I feel like kind of built over time was written off as anxiety um I'm still like it's definitely in a flare of some sort right now but again I also just had to eat gluten for a little over two weeks okay um and it was like you I had to eat like pretty much sit from June until let's see June through December like beginning of December the most gluten I would have and would be like a wrap maybe okay but that would be it for like the week other than like dressings or like so you're keeping your gluten like super small but you still didn't show up on the celiac test as having celiac disease so that was what I was at that's what I was doing um prior to when she said we were gonna do the test um, and then she said, start to have one to two servings of gluten a day, which is like one to two slices of bread. So not like the, okay, I'll just use the salad dressing to like, do you know, like, it's kind of different on your stomach. Like, yeah. um, and especially like if I'm going to have to eat enough of something to irritate me, like I want it one and done. I don't want to be like over and over having different sauces to hit that amount. Um, but it was definitely a lot on my stomach. It, I'm not happy I had to do it, but I am in a way because I got to see how much avoiding gluten had helped me. Okay. Like it wasn't in my head. It wasn't because I feel like that's also when people hear that someone's going gluten free, they're like, think you're like that annoying girl (laughs) and so like believe me what you're gonna be the one who talks about it all the time do you know like I just like and I feel like like I've only been to a restaurant like once or twice and I'm like okay I like I I I was at Panera and I was like everyone can go ahead of me and I like (laughs) just kind of figure it out and I turned to the girl and I was like I'm just I'm gonna be that pain (laughs) I was like I was gonna get the oatmeal but you said there's no oatmeal so I'm trying to figure out and I like honestly if I were her I would have been like what it's Panera like I would have been like why would you come somewhere that like literally means the breadery it's like (laughs) do you know what I mean yeah but I was meeting a friend like it wasn't like I was like you had not chosen that restaurant (laughs) but like so I like and she truly was she helped me she helped me figure out what I could eat and everything that's nice um but like that's how I go into it, like so self conscious about it because I don't want to be that girl that's like, is that gluten free? <laughs> you know, in California, you fit right in. <laughs> Fact. So, do you get a lot of support from your family and your friends? Were people like understanding of this, or how how was everyone dealing with this? Um, 
I think it's kind of this, like, I still don't really know what's going on. So no one else really does. Like they do, like they know what's going on from what I tell them and stuff. Um, my parents, um, I'm not going to lie. Like I, I get nervous to tell them the full truth sometimes because I'm scared they're going to worry about me. Oh, yeah. You know Are you an only I mean? child, like, too? Hmm? Are you an only child, too? I'm not an only child. Oh, okay. I have a brother. <laughs> um, but, like, I live alone. So, they, like, I... And that's just, like, like, my mom is the one that, like, I'd be tired as a kid and she would take me to the doctor to, like, find out if I had leukemia (laughs) but then again which i'll get to that after my family themselves doesn't go to the doctor for themselves for anything okay but for you (laughs) but when i was a child like yeah it amazes me but um (laughs) so i just know my mom my i just know my mom's head will go a million miles an hour like like, for example, I didn't tell her because I wasn't having any symptoms from it when there were um, red blood cells in my urine. I couldn't see it. Okay. There was nothing, no, nothing visible, but having urine tests over time, the numbers are going up. So I had to go to a urologist and like, I didn't tell her until after all of that rather than, because I know she's going to ask me all the questions that I don't have answers to. So I might as well just not tell her. You know, of the answers. as a mother of, of children, uh, I can understand how that would be much more helpful to get the, the like, find out after, like, I'm not dying, though. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, it's like, and like, that's the kind of stuff like I could t- like tell my dad. Yeah. But like, again, like I wouldn't tell him anything so serious that I wouldn't want my mom to know. Because then that would be too much on him. Yeah, that's not fair. But, like, there's nothing that I've really hidden from... That was the most of it. The Like, that was the example, really, of, like, the kidney thing. Like, it wasn't... If I had it... If I went to the emergency room, they would know. Um, but, like, if I'm waiting on something, I kind of just don't mention it until I know the answer. So, you're a teacher right now. What um, what does a hard day look like for you? How do you handle your job and these these flares of, like, it sounds like you're having, like, huge autoimmune responses to, like, random things. So, last year, what, it depends, it's year to year, it's different. Okay. Um, like, caseload to caseload. Um, last year was rough, but in hindsight, it's definitely because... I was under the impression I was just getting sinus infections and allergies. So I thought I could just push. Okay. I'm being dramatic. I'll push through it. Like it's a sinus infection or it's like I have my period. Little did I know that my iron was so low that like that meant something very different for me. Yeah, that drives me crazy because um, all the medications are not tested on women because we have different varying hormone cycles. So there's no, we don't know if we're taking medication, how it's going to affect our bodies, even at different times during the month. Yeah. And that's yeah. really frustrating because like for my disorder, and I'm sure, if, you know, whenever you get your diagnosis, almost any chronic illness gets triggered by hormone changes. So like for most of us with thoughts oh, yeah. and EDS, it's like the week before your period, oh, fuck everything. Like you were done. Just Exactly. Yeah. And iron, like iron, like that iron always is lower when you get your period and vitamin D is a hormone is I, I believe. Oh goodness. I'm sorry. I did not graduate medical school. I went for literature, so I wouldn't have to. That could be vitamin E. It could be, I forget. But it is, I know that like vitamin D has been prescribed like to me a few times, but not prescribed. Like we think you should take all of these supplements. Well, that was like, I was like, I've only done the ones that they're like, when she said I need to take 10,000 and I was like, she's like, this is why we're testing you for celiac because you've been taking this and your body didn't absorb it. So I guess that's a huge indicator because it's the part of your small intestine that gets damaged that like absorbs those things or something. Um, I've learned a lot about (laughs) being undiagnosed for this long. I've learned quite a bit about all the other autoimmune diseases. I'm sure you are going to like, you should get some sort of honorary units towards becoming a nurse. Right. 
Yeah, I think so. Any of us, like just spending any amount of time in a hospital, you're like, okay, I've actually I that does. <laughs> I like to think that I've used it as like a teachable moment for. <laughs> <laughs> um. But so I'm like, we had mentioned I'm a special ed teacher and getting back to like my day, like hard days. And, um, but wait, so hold on. Where did we, (laughs) (laughs) this is great. This is what happens when two chronically ill people try to talk. It's, um, all over the place. So what I was asking you is like for a bad day, what does that look like? Oh, okay. So I thought like, I thought that I might bad day, like it wasn't that bad because it was a sinus infection or my period. So like, all right, I'm not that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and as well, cause like last year there was a, like, so the school I work at, I absolutely love the school I work at. I couldn't ask for a better working environment. To be honest, the administration in the building are amazing. Um, they've been awesome this year. Like I went to them at the beginning of the year. I said, I might've lupus. I'm not sure what it is. Um, and my principal goes, Oh, I hope it's not. And yeah. I was like, it is at this point. You don't understand. <laughs> I was like, don't you remember? I called out 12 times last year. Oh my God. <laughs> no, it makes like right there. You made such an excellent point because you almost don't even care if it's like fatal. You just want a diagnosis. Like I don't think that people who don't deal with this don't understand how important that is to have. Well, that's the thing. And, and like, so, at least I'll know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I, the thing is, I can't even blame anyone for that. Cause I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that before that you should like hope for that at that point. Like I would never guess prior no, sick to world is a different that world. People go walking along in healthy world and then there's all these potholes and you can just slip right into sick world. And then you're like, the fuck that's a thing that happens. Yeah. Like, it's just this whole um, the fuck for like the rest <laughs> of the time is this crazy world. Yeah, no, it's, it's insane. And you don't know any of this until you fall into it. And anyone who's listening, don't beat yourself up. That's why we're doing this podcast is so that anyone can understand what people are going through who are in this like little alternate reality called sick world. Yeah, it's very, but I have to say I've been very lucky. They like, they have been very good about, um, if I have to come in a little late for, from going to a doctor's appointment or if I have to leave early, um, that sounds like what a supportive employer, like that's what everyone's looking for. Is that supportive are, employer? Last year we had a pretty intense year. Um, we had two faculty members that were, um, going through two different types of cancer. Jeez. Um, so we had, so our principal and then another teacher, um, but immediately the vice principal and another teacher put together like an online calendar thing and, people were signing up to drop off dinner nights of like treatment for them and their kids and their family. Um, wow. Paying for parking ticket, like the parking passes yeah. for the days they have to go. Cause parking in Boston, which I'm very lucky that if I'm a sick person, I'm right. I'm 15 minutes away from Boston, which has mass general hospital and a million other of the the ones we all fly out really for. good yes. like really like if you're gonna get sick anywhere I might as well be sick here mm-hmm. <laughs> um intolerance in which case no no don't go there no <laughs> but yeah so like I am lucky in that aspect and but yeah so I have to say like our school really has kind of I feel like it has a very supportive environment in the fact that like everyone kind of helps one another out and is there. Um, God, and you just gave such great ideas for everyone who's like, my friend just told me they have this horrible disease. What can I do? And you just gave some great ideas on what people can do for sick people. Yeah, it, that's it's those little things like add up. Like, because I actually, so being a special ed teacher, I push in with my students to general education classrooms. So I work with different teachers depending on what grade they're in. Yeah. Because I've had them for a few years. So I'm with second grade this year. And I'm with one of the teachers who um, last year, like I had dropped off dinner at her house a few times because she was going through treatment. Um, And she was just saying how she couldn't believe like people came out of the woodwork. Yeah. Just like in like things that like they didn't think was that much. Like someone gave her an iTunes gift card. Oh my gosh. That's everything when you're sitting in chemo and you want something. That's (laughs) exactly like it's not. And like to that person, it wasn't that much to like give her you know and you like so and it's just like little things but like when the whole school comes together and does it yeah it's so much and I still remember I I'll never forget when our vice principal it was at this faculty meeting and she said they gave like 
the spiel and then our principal walked out and then all of a sudden you hear like the door shut really quickly and I see one of the teachers like flying out of there and I was like oh wow she must like really have to go at 245 like her kids just like must and then our vice principal told us about the two of them they just didn't want to be there for the conversation um but I'll never forget like that moment and then but immediately she goes and I know we're all trying to think of how we're going to help already she goes but just don't do anything yet I'm going to start with some sort of a calendar because we don't want 150 quiches showing up no and that too you know, one night and then nothing the rest of the six months like I'm going to have you write down I'm going to put a list at the end of this because I mean, it's so sweet when people will say, you know, prayers and good wishes. It's like, well, thank you. That's nice. I love when people think nice things about me. But, you know, for anyone who's sick, it's like there needs to be a prayers and good wishes and I will do this. And I will show up with, you know, and I will send someone to clean your house. And I will, you know, that and is fucking important. Like. So glad yeah, so it's cool because you can um, action too. And I, I, I'm going to actually ask you to like write down some of the things that your school did for everyone because I think that's it's not um, people don't want to help. I think that they just are stuck and they don't they don't know what to do. And I'm going to write a list with your help. Yeah, it was cool do for people who are chronically sick or are dealing with shit. Like, yeah, the main so ones on the it was like a calendar. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that'll be in the show notes. So I'll have you send me a link. Oh, okay. We'll put it together because like, we can go with this. It could be a whole nother episode. And I love that. But <laughs> yeah, I'm it is. It's notes. pretty cool because like if I clicked on one, it wouldn't let anyone else sign up for that day. It's genius. So we're going to go yeah. through that later off air, but I'll have to look you. too. I'll have to and look at what the name Everyone who just found out bad news from a friend or family member is going to go, thank you. I now know what to do. So it's actually awesome because <laughs> it helped us all. Yeah. It helped us all work together. But and it does show how your employers, um, and it does show a really good model for how employers can really support their chronically ill staff that they're not trying to get out of work you, you would love to be at work and taking care of the kids exactly so they and I yeah last year was really I think last year um that also though was why I like think I was getting so sick because I'd be like well if she's going to chemo like uh-huh. and those are the only days she's taking off yeah I cannot be taking a day off because I have my period let's stack anything up against chemo chemo's gonna win (laughs) but do you know what i mean like i didn't know that all this other stuff was going on no and you know that i wasn't aware of that but in my head i'm like stop being a baby and get in the car you know kiros and i and um we talk about privilege a lot on this podcast um but we usually are discussing economic and skin color privilege but there's also privilege of having a diagnosis if you can say, I have lupus or I have, you know, this disorder, then people understand why you're not there. If you're just like, Instead, I have to give them like this half an hour ordeal about like 2009 to now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and today is no. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. And that's that's very much something that um, changes I think that's diagnosis. The, that's me right now is I'm just like. Do you want to, like, how much do you want to know when you ask? (laughs) (laughs) Especially with gastric stuff. That's where Kiros is, like, telling me all these things. I'm like, that sounds awful. Can we keep the details to a minimum on that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's, um... Yeah, some of the stuff that people deal with, it's like you're trying to tell your doctor, and you're like, um, how far into the weeds do you want to go? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um... So you were telling me you had some life hacks for dealing with, and so one thing I want to ask you because your symptoms are fucking varied. Like I, I can see, yeah, I feel like I don't even goes, remember. But you have multiple years with multiple very different symptoms. Do you have a way of keeping those all together for when you go into doctor's appointments? So, or do you just like try to give them one thing at a time? Yeah. So this summer was kind of when I like was like crunch time. Okay. I um in June things got bad but again like it was like stuff that I I didn't one of those I didn't realize how sick I felt until I realized how like I didn't realize it until a I slowed down and b I started to feel better okay and when I started to feel better, I was like, whoa, I was way more off than I thought I was. Isn't that interesting but, what you get used to? And then you're like, oh, well, that's normal. <laughs> well, and because, like, the word fatigue is, like, <laughs> the stupidest word ever. Because 
Yeah. For Especially like, I just, I feel mind. like, like, <laughs> like, when did the fatigue start? I'm like, I don't know. I'm a teacher. <laughs> the entire building has been exhausted since April vacation. <laughs> like, it's so subjective. Like, yeah. I can't say that I'm any more tired than the other teacher who has crazy stuff going on. Like in my head, everyone's tired right now. Yeah. I didn't know that until this summer when they said like, no, this is a different tired Annie. Like (laughs) this is like, (laughs) you need to stop. (laughs) Like they'd be like, what were you just doing? I'd be like, well, you know, I had to teach kickboxing. And then, um, I'd already, you know, told a friend that I would meet her at this. And then, so, and they're like, wait, you should not have worked out. You should not. And I'm like, well, you guys just said it was allergies. <laughs> I don't under, like, I, you told me it was allergies. So I thought it was drowsy. Like, I don't. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, the problem is, is I think, especially for women, not to say the men don't have their own pressures too, but I mean, just from a female perspective is like, you don't get to say you're just tired and you're not going to do this. Like, it's like this power through mentality that I think we get fed from very young. Like, just push through it. Yeah, and I've always been that way. I've always been very busy and ignoring my, like, body cues. Like, yeah. I, like, and I'm not, like, I've been busy, but, like, I loved being busy. You know, I stayed like, busy just to ignore my body cues. Like, when I didn't have a diagnosis, it's like, well, fuck it then. I'm just going to keep working because when I work really hard, I don't feel anything until I stop. Exactly. That's also a thing I've learned now, like taking more time to take care of myself. Yeah. I'm like, I'll get home from work and be like, oh, I don't have to go teach at the gym. I don't have to go do this. And then I'm like, okay, it's six hours later and I got zero done. Like I got <laughs> more done when I was in a rush. Uh-huh. Then like now I'm like, ah, this time and I'm like um but sorry I just oh no worries I'm trying to take cues from my cats because they seem to have no problem getting nothing done for 18 hours so I'm trying to listen to my cats more on how to rest and relax because I even from in my bed like my husband comes home and like I'd been in bed for I think I was like two weeks the last um, round of hip dislocations and I couldn't leave my bed and I was still like I can't like, even imagine that oh it's entertaining I have a good imagination thankfully and he was like well honey are you okay are you bored what's going on I'm like well I, I finished the episode for the for next week. I've got all the social media done for the next month. I have, uh, and so I'd like do like a full work day from my bed every day just to feel like I was doing something. And I finally yeah. like, looked at my cat who was looking at me like, why? I'm happy just laying here for 18 hours. Just give one hour a try. So I'm trying to like take cues. I know it sounds so crazy, but I like, I look no, at my I'm- animals and I'm like, they seem to be able to like enjoy doing nothing for a period of time. I'm going to try that. <laughs> That was a problem when I first, so this summer was when I took time to figure out tracking myself and like, yeah, I went through my health history and like, okay. So I want you to just like, when you're telling this, because there are going to be people taking notes about what you're doing with this. So when you're doing your health history, are you writing this down? Are you using an app? How are you tracking? Okay. So this is my biggest hack right now. Yay. I need this. (laughs) It's not that even that, like, it, I'm sure a lot of people have thought of it. Um, Google Drive. Okay. So at work, we, they like changed our email into Gmail. And so like last year they started doing more on Google Drive. So it's things like, so you, it, it's like, a, it's like the cloud, um, but it's connected to your Gmail as well. So like <clears throat> we can just share all these files with one another like spreadsheets and each enter into them. They're ongoing. Oh yeah. We, we love the Google suite. That's (laughs) exactly so evil and all and all knowing and big brother, but there are some, I don't care. Big brother. I don't, I don't even care because (laughs) it helps me so much. Yeah. It is fantastic. We love Google. (laughs) Yeah. For anyone that doesn't know, definitely check it out because it, it sounds mundane, but it really is useful. Oh God. Yes. And if you want to collaborate, so is that's you the thing. Using, like what kind of Google things are you using to keep track of your health stuff? So I started with the main reason I started doing it actually was just so that I could access it from my laptop, my phone from anywhere. Yeah. Um, that was the main reason I did it. 
and then so I was I, the first thing I did was I went through all my because I wasn't letting the doctor tell me that it was like allergies or my asthma acting up again um I wanted to like I wanted to go in and say I was out these dates this year for these things um this isn't normal like and especially because I was out for so many sinus infections and I had in 2015 right before I turned 26 (laughs) oh my god Um, you're a baby oh (laughs) well right before I I had to do it right before I turned 26 because then I get off the ACA well, and because I was on mass health, well, once, so I was student teaching at that point. So I was working full time. Mm-hmm. However, I was paying for nine credits. Yep. Nine graduate <laughs> credits to work. Yep. That's fun. I was, and it's not like the district's fault. They didn't have a job for me. Like nope. I was not on their payroll. Yeah. It's not, it's not that they were like making me work for free. It was that's what I needed to graduate. No, that's, um, yeah. When people talk about it was just like the timing, Mm. like I graduated in May and I turned 26 in April and I was just like, Oh my God, it was, I was so stressed out. Um, Which like, I didn't need to be because I wasn't even that sick, but that's a separate scenario. Just because I wasn't someone applying to mass health that like had a serious illness. I was on paper, I was the 26 year old girl going to grad school who didn't have a job. It didn't look like I was working like paperwork wise. Yeah. So I wasn't an emergency for them to like get to like, I like, again, I wasn't the person that like needed my insulin. Yeah. (laughs) So it wasn't like, it was just a long process of like trying to, by the time, basically by the time I got it figured out, like I, I, I already had my job figured out for the next year it wasn't even a big deal um but anyways um you're using the the google drive so do you do you just have like the google pages that you write everything down in well i can't hear you okay are you using the google drive and then getting there we go okay sorry i could not hear you we're doing this on skype so any of you podcasters who are listening who use skype you all know exactly what we're dealing with sorry Um, the um so how exactly are you using google to keep all of your medical files together Oh, right. Sorry. Okay. So, um, the reason, so, right. So I used Google because I went through, so I have to text our vice principal when we're going to be out sick so that she can just go through her texts and see who's out sick, write it down, call for a substitute teacher. I went through all our texts and typed it into Google talks. Awesome. The dates that I was out. And I usually, like, she doesn't want, like, information, but I always felt weird just saying, like, I'm out sick. I would say, like, I have a sinus infection. I have. So, like, I went through all our texts to write those down first. That was the first thing I did on Google Docs. Then I went through all the things from when asthma started to develop in, like, 2009 and after that. Because that, like, I traced back to when, like, I first started having, like, really bad problems. And when like the sick days started to increase and all of a sudden sinus infections were crazy. I got sinus surgery. I finally breathed through my nose for the first time in my life at 25. Oh Um, my God. (laughs) Yeah. I, that was another thing. Just thought it was normal. (laughs) Never understood. I would go to a yoga class and be like, how is everyone breathing through their nose? That is crazy. Ah. Yeah. So, but that was when I was like, all right, no. I've done everything you said for this sinus thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's not what it is. <laughs> um, so I, I had all that on Google date of surgery, like all the different times that I had done had been on antibiotics. Like I went through everything. Wow. So you had like the antibiotics, you had all of your, so you're just basically using Google drive as the place where you're keeping all of your medical files. So that's, that's pretty smart. I like that. That's a good way to do it. And the Google speak is good too. We, if you can believe it or not, are at the hour mark. Oh my God. I know. This is so much fun. I love talking to you. So we're going to end the same way we end every time, but I'm just going to let everyone know who's listening. I'm going to have her write down a little bit more about like how she saves her files with Google. So you can copy that sort of system if you'd like. And we're going to have a whole list of nice things you can do for Spoonies, chronically ill people and anyone dealing with 
heavy, heavy stuff that could really help out communities. The last question is always, what's your favorite swear word? Oh, right. Um, I mean, I guess fuck. Isn't um, that a great one? <laughs> it's my favorite. Yeah. Um, my one weakness as a teacher, though, teaching kids. Yeah. Um, like little kids, especially um, with autism, they don't always understand that certain things shouldn't be said. Yep. Um, but like when kids swear, I like can't help but laugh. I try so hard. Oh, what's your favorite? The, the, kid, the kids swear language. <laughs> well like the the best is that like one of them was like he called me the s word and I go wait what hmm and then someone's like he called her stupid and I was like but then that same girl who called it the s word turns and she's like what the hell the computer's not working (laughs) and I was like the joy of children (laughs) But like, yeah, and so, or even one of them said, like, would you quit bothering me with this shit? <laughs> that's pretty cute. Um, so, yeah, I think that's my favorite, actually, is, like, when kids swear randomly. It's pretty adorable, unless, you know, they do it in front of your parents, and they're your kids, and you get phone calls, which, you know, that's a story for another time. <laughs> but thank you so much for taking time out of talking and um, staying in with all the snow and... <laughs> Having a yeah, I promise I'll be more um, clear about the Google Docs thing in writing. Yeah, we'll get that all in the show notes. Thank you speaking so much. Babble. <laughs> hey, you know, I love the babbling. <laughs> Have a great day and thank you so much for chatting. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening this week to Invisible Not Broken. Next week, we're going to be having a panel discussion with Karis and I talking about work and disability. Please tune in for that. There is so much to unpack there. Thank you. And until next week. Be kind, be gentle, and be a badass.